the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. Of course, you're listening to Eye on Real Estate with our wonderful team of experts, uh, myself, Dottie Herman, uh, CEO of Douglas Elliman, Jerry Feeney, who, by the way, I, I just uh, had a, a, a kind of famous singer email me and said, I need the best attorney. And I said, well, what kind of attorney do you need? He said, real estate. So I, I of course, gave your name. So when you get this famous person, just know it's for me. Um, and, of course, Ace, who is a crackerjack finance person plus uh, – I would say his knowledge extends all over the place. but So we're going to continue because I think it's real important to talk about the tax, the, the proposed tax plan and what we think it's going to do and, and how, you know, and again, no one has a crystal ball, uh, but there's certain things that I think that you should take advantage of if it, if it should be passed soon. Uh, but in the meantime, we have Nathan Tempe from the editor of Brick Underground, and he's going to give us tipping tips of what you should tip, how much, and what happens if you don't. Good morning, Nathan, and thank you, or good afternoon, or mid-morning, and thank you so much for calling, because I always get confused. And then I never make a list, which I should. I usually forget it to write what I gave them last year, and then I never remember. So let me... Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you publish. People can go on your site, right? Yes. BrickUnderground.com. If you go on BrickUnderground.com, so if you're driving, we don't want you to take a paper and try to do this while you drive. You can go on Brick Underground site. You'll find much great information, but also especially the tipping information. So let me ask you something. Do I have okay. to tip? Uh, at the end of the day, no. You're not going to lose your apartment if you don't tip, uh, but you'll definitely be in the minority if you don't. So, you know, tipping is a very strong custom around it's these custom, parts. So you should. And so uh, also you'll you'll want to take into account the relationship that you have with building staff and how it could be affected if you don't tip. Okay, so what happens to bad tippers? And of course it's probably general. I mean, it doesn't always happen, but I would... So what do you think happens to bad tippers? Yeah, there's there are no hard and fast rules, uh, but we have talked to a lot of building staff over the years uh, in our tipping coverage. And uh, what they tend to tell us is that uh, some say, you know, they'll do fewer favors for people who don't tip well. 
but also some say they don't, they treat everyone the same. Uh, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, your, uh, your super or your doorman has a certain set number of responsibilities and they'll get in trouble if they, if they don't, you know, right. hold the door for you or fix your leak. But it's sort of like a quality you. of service issue. Yeah. So, you know, if you want a favor from your super or you, say you want to store something in the basement for a few days before somebody comes to pick it up, they may be less inclined to say yes if you don't. I agree. Well. Now, let me ask you something, and this is not on my list of questions. But I live in a, a hotel condo, so uh, there's a million doormen, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, they are so good to me. I mean, I mean, I've been living there a long time because it's half condos and half hotels. So I, uh-huh. so I must tip 40 people. <laughs> I, must, I, I go broke tipping because I'm there all year, and they're, and they're great to me. And, um, and I can't. You know, you know, you, there's all different shifts, and I and there's a million of them, and so I end up tipping everybody, so it gets costly. But I will tell you, um, and I don't want to say it's not, it's only because I tip them because I think I'm also nice. But mm-hmm. I, I think they're great to me. I mean, they'll always do me favors, and they're just really great. So um, what happens if you have a lot of doormen? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty common for buildings with a lot of staff to give out uh, little cards that, that tell you who everyone is, and sometimes even, you know, with their faces on them, so you can spot them in the hall. Right. Um, but in that situation, I think it's still, you know, it's still about relationships, so everyone will appreciate a tip, but the thing that will affect you the most is uh tipping the people that you see the most. So I think it's fine to, you know, tip on a scale from someone who's, you know, you see once a year to someone who you is coming by your apartment every week. Right, right. Now, when is the best time to give a holiday tip? But if you haven't given it, I think you better give it soon. Uh, Right, yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, some people tip as late as February. Uh, They tend to be the forgetful ones. But I think... Uh, building staff certainly uh, have told us some have told us that they like to get it earlier in December so they can do their Christmas shopping but others have said that they like to have it spaced out so they're not tempted to spend it all in one place but generally you know by by Christmas or by the end of the year is is nice but not everyone does that right but if you uh, by any chance don't have the funds or you forgot I'm sure they'll take it in February or March correct sure no, I, no one's going to turn down an envelope with money in it. Yeah. Now, do you do do the question was asked? Do do I have to tip for a full year if I just moved in? Let's say I moved in in October to an apartment. I think uh, it's fine to prorate uh, the tip, unless, uh, of course, you required a lot of help moving in and then didn't tip then. But generally speaking, I think it's probably fine to to prorate it. Oh, you think it's fine. Okay. So let me go on and ask you that. Um, are checks okay? Like, if you didn't get around to go to your ATM machine, uh, can you write a check for cash, or could you, or do you have to give cash? When, this is, there are very few things, like I said, that are, are hard and fast rules. Uh, everything's sort of relative and person by person. But one thing that's pretty consistent across all the building staff we've talked to over the years is that they prefer cash. So if you think about it from their perspective, you know, if you are 
a check. It's creating one more thing for them to do. Um, and uh, do they have to? Do they? Another, right, they have to cash check, which is a pain in the neck. But let me ask you another thing: Are tips? I mean, when are are, are tips? When when they get tips, do they have to report them, or that's just a, you know? Well, I think that's between them and the IRS. Uh, I I'm not 100. percent I don't know. I was just wondering. I the just, answer yeah. is the answer. What is, is the answer, Jerry? Yes, absolutely. And of course, they do. They report all of those cash tips because everyone reports cash tips to the IRS. Yes. That was a little. I, I feel like I but, sense some sarcasm there, <laughs> but a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is, you are legally required. It's considered but, 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 income but, if it's derived in connection with oh, your so, so legally you are responsible. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, well, okay. So I guess everyone has to do what they decide that they have to do. So, yeah, perhaps the preference for cash also relates to that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now, do you think, like, for example, let's say there's, a, like in mind, there's like nine or six, ten doormen. Do you think that, they tell, like, do you think they would say, oh, you know, Dottie gave me X, what did she give you? Do you think they talk amongst themselves? I think so. And and also we've heard that pe- people actually ha- have little uh, scorecards where they track from year to year what they're getting from you and from everyone else in the building. So it's certainly something to think about. Uh, but also uh, I think the one thing, there's there's nothing you can really do about tipping differently from person to person, but... One thing to try to avoid is tipping two people at once. So you see two people, you give them both envelopes. It's, it creates sort of an instantly memorable impression. Um, and as soon as you're gone, they'll open the envelopes. And, and, if, and whoever got less is probably going to think associate you with that. Maybe they'll work harder next year to get a bigger tip then. Yeah, but like let's just say, because we just discussed that with you before, let's just say that there is a – a particular person that does more for me than somebody else, and so, like for example, I I um, I'm in a few clubs, and one of them is the athletic club, and they always do a pool. They don't ask for individuals. They say, you know, here's a pool, here's all the people, give X amount of money, and they give you a few choices, and then they distribute it. And it's kind of nicer that way. You don't have to kind of use your brain. But I think if there was someone special that really goes above and beyond, you might want to give them a little extra, maybe. Right. Right? Yeah. That that basically uh, sums it up. So the yeah. pe- And I have my assistant people. who's on Long Island who kind of doesn't get that, so I have to now remind her, you know, these are the people that did a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, should you include a card? Well, I guess you should, or they might forget that you gave it to them. Some, yeah, I think everybody appreciates a personal touch, so it doesn't have to be a fancy card. But you know, if 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 you have a relationship with the person, they would like a little note just saying what you appreciated. Right now, now a, que- a question I get all, of, all get? every year, every year, Dottie. People are like, "How much do I send my lawyer as a tip?" You know, because people want to. Yeah, you know, thank the lawyer. Well, do for you doing send a, a lawyer a tip? I never sent a lawyer a tip. Oh, or absolutely, a CPA you should. Tip. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Absolutely, yes. Really? I mean, that's a new one on me. Your that's I, new to me. I've never hel- heard of it. You're not helping it. here. Uh, uh, <laughs> can you tell? Well, I'll have to tell. Well, <laughs> we'll have to tell Nathan that he'll have to kind of uh, try to <clears throat> bring it in because I've never yeah. heard of that before, Jerry. Well, but again, trying to get it going again. What the so. heck? <laughs> but you should. <laughs> I mean, 
Like, I, I'll send my doctors a card or a little basket for their staff or stuff like that, but I don't tip anybody. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't give them cash. I give them uh, liquor, and they pr- seem to appreciate that, my doctors. So, you, know, you give them a bottle? Bottle of scotch. Yeah, yeah, I know he drinks scotch. And, and I don't think doctors make enough. I really don't, you know, considering what they went through. So I think it's important to remember them at the holidays. Right. And you get, and you get in But what if they're too, an alcoholic the and you just don't know that? Well, <laughs> then, you know, they'll go for treatment, but it's the... <laughs> you <laughs> might start their habit up again. I, I don't think me giving them a bottle of good scotch is going to start them down that road. Okay. So let me ask you, Nathan. Um, yes. Should I bump up the tips each year to keep up with inflation? Um, you wouldn't necessarily need to go that far uh, or be that uh, attentive to detail, but uh, an increase every few years couldn't, couldn't hurt, certainly. And is there like a percentage... I mean, like, I look at some, some of the places. Look, New York is very expensive. So if I look at some of the places that I do my hair or this and that, and they want, like, and, you, and if you say, well, how much of a tip should you give them? Is it 20%? Is it 10 I mean, it could be a ton of money. So, uh, and, and how about housekeepers? Is it a week's pay generally? What do you, is there any rule of thumb? Uh, we actually, let's see. I don't know this off the top of my head, but we, uh, well, Jerry, yeah. let so me ask, what do you do? We found that one for a cleaning person, one to two yeah. weeks of pay. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, all of my staff who's been with me since the beginning of the year gets an extra week just as a as a holiday bonus, and you know, and that's different than compensation bonuses, including you know, housekeepers. I think they, I think they get a week. Um, I, I usually give housekeepers like a week, whatever their pay is, yeah. a week. Yeah, an extra but week. but I guess if they're really if I found an exceptional one that really went above and beyond, I might do two weeks, but I haven't so far yeah, found that I've yet. I've never found one of those either. <laughs> I um, I'm using just, your old yeah. person, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> is it just me, or is it just plainly obvious that, it, you know, like December 1st, all of a sudden attitudes for certain people change? I mean, the, the super in my office building, not my residence, but my office building, never speaks the entire year. I'll get on the elevator. doesn't even speak to you. All of a sudden, December 1st, he gets out, and he's smiling, and he's saying hi to me. And I'm like, who is this person? He's like, oh, it's, it's December. Yeah. Is it just me that thinks that? Or? Well, he's smart. He's, yeah. he's smart, Jerry. Yeah, I haven't found that, but uh, I guess really? I have okay. a heavily staffed yeah building mm-hmm. okay. but if he's being nice to you like towards the time that he should be getting a tip it's well it's too transparent smart i also get along very well with with the super that i have so so yeah maybe he doesn't need to turn it up <laughs> for the holidays now what if you're building i have security guards also of course and um a, a lot of uh buildings they have security guards or some of the doormen are act as both um so now people say, "Oh well, they just stand there." But I think that the security is really important. So I personally tip them all, but I don't know if that's a rule of thumb. Uh, sure. I mean, I think it's okay to tip on the light side for people who you just don't rely on that much. But also, like you say, they're they're performing a service, so it would it would be nice to recognize that with the tip. Okay. So Nathan, I have a question. Like, so somebody said, "Well, what if my doorman is a jerk?" And yes. I never see my super. Do I have to tip them? Well, well, again, there's no have to, but you know, if you want to be remembered as that person who does a tip um, and single yourself out from the crowd, um, and you know, sort of declare war in in, in a sense, uh, 
you could not tip. But if you do, if you don't want to be remembered that way, uh, it's fine to just tip on the. Now, on the do low I end. have to give them money? Can I give them like a, a basket of fruit? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, yeah, I you know, know what? I, I when I first like moved a, to uh, New York, apples, uh, when I first moved to New York, my assistant <laughs> from Long Island was sending basket. I'm like, listen, this is yeah. New York. Yeah. They don't want a basket of fruit. Yeah. Okay, you got to give cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we've heard from people who are cat- strapped for cash who will, you know, bake, bake cookies or something. And uh, people appreciate that. But like you say, you know, you can't pay your light bill with uh yeah, the cookie should be enclosed between two cookies, a $100 bill, okay? And then, then you can get <laughs> cookies. Right. Otherwise, uh, no, it doesn't work. Now, let me ask you, if you live in the suburbs, and again, you don't have doorman, you don't have that, but what, what about your mailman, what about, or your mailwoman? Let me be clear on that. Mail person. Um, I hope they get new outfits. I hate Mail those carrier. shorts. What about the your sanitation man? What about... Uh, if you have a private sanitation or just regular, what about those people that that deliver mail, or uh, you know? Well, I know mail carriers are are technically not allowed to take gifts worth more than twenty dollars, but in practice, yeah. oh, we've heard of they don't know that. I don't think. Their, yeah, let's watch. Yeah, them no, I think it's you. not uh, <laughs> widely enforced. So I do think people tip their mail carriers, particularly if they're getting a lot of packages. If you leave a little envelope in your mailbox with a card that says Merry or Christmas or Happy Holidays, regardless, um, you know, and you put a little small amount of money, although there's, because there's usually one mailman, but like now with the sanitation, there's usually a bunch of them, so um, I don't know, uh, but I think that, truthfully, I I live in the city now, but I, I did come from the suburbs, and I could tell you that if you knew the sanitation man well, and if you had extra stuff to put out, like that they didn't take, like big bulky stuff, and it was a day they they would kind of mm. do a favor. Or if for you, you didn't recycle properly, they might. Uh, yeah. The other so way. I mean, I don't think it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I don't I don't know if there's a rule of thumb on that. I I, I think. We're yeah. Well, it's actually not something that's come up in our reporting, but you're giving me an idea for a story. So yeah, well, I think, I think you should. Could I, I could I tell you, Nathan? I think that that's really important because I think that in the city, I mean, you know, people might not know the right amounts, but people are used to it. But when I first moved to the city 15 years ago, like my assistants were from Long Island, and they were giving, like I said, fruit. I was <laughs> ridiculous, and I was like, forget that. Okay, calendar. And and <laughs> then in the in, but but when I was on Long Island, I certainly. I always tipped my uh, the sanitation man. I always tipped uh, the mailman because you know, I had the same mailman all the time. And it doesn't have to be a lot, a lot of money, but it was just to say thank you for the job that you've done. Um, and I, you know, I don't know about, you know, your landscapers and anything like that. But I, those, I mean, it might be something for you to look into that if you yeah. live in the house and you live in the suburbs or in a residential area in Queens where there's not buildings... Mm-hmm. What what things would you tip? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but thank you. But let let's just tell everyone again: if you're unsure or you you were driving and you couldn't write, go to brickunderground.com and you'll find that tipping, and you will find a host of of, of really valuable information. They are great. Yes. Nathan, if have a happy to, holiday, uh, and thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And we're and I'd also ahead, sorry she, to cut you off, but I'd encourage people to take our holiday tipping poll to help us. Stay up uh, on what's 
being what what people are giving out there. So it's brickunderground.com. Okay, make sure you go on and take that poll. And go on. Thanks so it's much. A great, thanks. Have a happy holiday. And we'll be back. We're going to continue talking about the uh, tax plan and who it and what we think about it. 866-970-9622. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law and wondered to yourself, what's the best course of action to take? Every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio at 5 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer, you'll hear Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answer a listener's actual question. If you have a legal question for Mike Connors, the Ask the Lawyer host, simply email the question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call the Legal Question of the Week phone line at 347-735-MIKE. That's 347-735-6453. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors every Saturday evening at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, humanitarian rights instead, maybe, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app, just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. Today, the Pirates take on their arch rivals, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Tip-off appropriately at high noon. Pre-game at 11.50. This is Dave Popkin. Join me along with Gary Cohen for all the action. Seton Hall Pirates basketball on AM 970. The answer. The holidays come with a special brand of cheery chaos. Unless you've got a sleigh full of little helpers, there's never enough time to get everything done before friends and family arrive. Lucky for you, SelectBlinds.com makes it easy to install and score huge savings on blinds. Just in time to have your home looking amazing for the holidays. Take advantage of Select Blinds Holiday Sale with unbeatable deals on custom blinds, shades, and shutters. Select Blinds makes ordering blinds online simple and easy. With products you've seen on all your favorite home improvement shows, SelectBlinds.com is an interior makeover essential. Select Blinds has the most online reviews and five-star ratings on the planet. SelectBlinds.com really is the simple and smart way to buy blinds. Shop the holiday sale today at SelectBlinds.com for amazing deals on blinds, shades, and shutters. Mention our show at checkout using the drop-down menu. Select Blinds. Simple, smart, custom. SelectBlinds.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And remember, uh, our show is, I, I believe, five minutes uh, 
earlier. I mean, it's, it's, it gets off the air five minutes earlier than normal because, again, we're being preempted by something. I don't know what. But something, again, Jerry, it's my fantasy to mm-hmm. preempt somebody else. We're going to do it. We are. <laughs> um, right and and, and I'm going to try to give you a few tips if we have time on snow and what you're liable to do because it, I – I just asked somebody yesterday because it seems rather cold out. What did the almanacs say about what kind of winter we're going to have? Because I didn't look it up this year. Do you know? And they I said don't. it's going to be a lot of snow and cold. Oh, they went on a limb on that one. Well, I don't know. It seems too cold. <laughs> I didn't look it up myself, so I don't know. But I'll, I'll find out. And we are not going to be here. We're going to do a best of for the holidays. because, uh, uh, But we will be here before New Year's. Um, I will... Uh, Jerry, myself, and Ace will be broadcasting from wherever we are, uh, and we will give you our predictions for 2018 and whether we were right on our predictions for 2017. And I'm hoping it's going to be a great year. But anyhow, going back to this uh, tax plan, just to sum it up, it's 750 now that you can uh, deduct interest on as opposed yep. to the 500. So yep. it yep. went up, from, down from a million. Um, you can use that money if you're not a, if you don't own a home. You could kind of use that deduction for other things. Like, uh, is it anything you can use it for, or is it just certain things? The I'm sorry, the standard deduction. Yeah. Anything. 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 You get that automatically. Anything. So you get that automatically. So yep. for those renters, you have an automatic bonus. Now, is that going to help renters who rent properties? That more people are going to rent? I I couldn't tell you. Um, I still believe, and I always have, um, that people still like to own unless they're transit, you know, unless they're just not going to be someplace for long. And I also just got through reading something that said um, the uh, baby boomers that are retiring who had homes, a lot of them want to stay in their homes, but the ones that had homes, even if they're retiring to another place, another, uh, another state, they still want to own. They don't want to rent. I mean, once you're used to owning, Jerry, like, you're a late owner. Yes. But once you're, now you're used to owning. Mm-hmm. Would you want to rent now? Never. Never. I can't imagine a situation, unless I was, you know, moving somewhere just temporarily. Or right, right, I other than imagine, that. Yeah, I can't imagine a situation because, you know, one of the major differences that I, I feel, you know, I mean, the economic things we talk about all the time, but, you know, just being able to invest in your own home in a meaningful way, you know, updating the kitchen and putting in, new fixtures you don't do that in rentals because mm-hmm. it's on your property you know and you it's really, so true Jerry. Yeah. Really and it's a reflection it, yeah. of you yeah. yeah yeah so um the interest on those mortgages along with repair management costs are also deducted from income property and unlike owner occupants investors in a single family home can write off all the expenses of owning and running a rental prop because of properties are considered a business so the vast majority of individual investors use mortgages on the properties. And um, I think Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac allow up to 10 investor loans per person. Now, I, yeah. I get the feeling that some people, if they really want to take advantage of this, I won't be doing it. Uh, I don't think my house will have walls in still two years. Or that I, it's not. You know, I, I'm hoping. No, okay, but there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Here. No, no, it gets crazy. <laughs> They're all in fights. They all hate each other. And I'm like, uh-huh. listen, we have to have a team. Okay, yeah. we have. But anyhow, if you have a vacation property, and you rent it, uh, I don't know the amount you have to rent it for, but then you could use it half the time maybe and treat it as investment property to write things off. Um, 
so, but now, Jerry and Ace, I'm sure that you have had people ask you, gee, could the Republican tax plan drive wealthy residents out of the Northeast? It already is. Okay, well, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to move, I'm going to move. Uh, but truthfully, I don't know if people realize how difficult that really is to do. It's not so easy yeah. unless you're retired. They're not going to do it for you know ten thousand dollars year savings and taxes. We're talking about uh, very you know I think the very wealthy uh, are looking at potentially significant implications. It, you know the tax bill keeps changing day by day, so we won't know until a final version is signed. But uh, we certainly are hearing a lot of talk about it um, because uh, you know the, the 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 game has changed tremendously, and it doesn't mean that they won't you know touch New York. They just won't be a resident, and they won't be here more than. 180 days a year. But let me say that's easier, and I, and I, and I, and I want to be clear. A lot of people are saying that, but I doubt they'll be doing it because it's easier said than done. They are very strict with those rules as far as how long you – if you want to change residencies, you really can't be in New York. I mean, you have to change your diet. The lifestyle changes, Daddy. You have yeah, to change can... a whole bit of mm-hmm. a, a whole lifestyle. And if you have a business – that you need to be in New York or that you're prominent in New York, or um, that's really going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you have a generic business that you can run anywhere out of the world, uh, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people are talkers, but I think when it comes down to it, you need to call up your accountant. It's very difficult, and it takes a lot of planning. And um, I think if you're retired or, or, or something like that, or you have a business that is not out of New York or doesn't rely on maybe, but it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult than people think. Um, the proposed GOP tax plan say that people would consider to move from Manhattan or Greenwich to the sandy beaches of Florida. Um, well, remember something. Your also properties went up a lot more in the Northeast. Well, they did. Uh, The Republican proposal in the House and Senate would eliminate deductions for the majority of state and local taxes, meaning people with an annual salary of $1 million could end up owing the IRS IRS, an extra $21,000, according to Bloomberg. The plan would impact salary earners much more than investors, with a person making $1 million from investment savings roughly $7,000. Um, so the possible changes fuel talk of moving among wealthier residents of the Northeast, where individual tax rates rank among the highest in the country. Florida has emerged as a prime possible destination for them, thanks to its lack of state income tax. So, Jerry, are you moving to Florida anytime soon? Well, I will tell you that uh, being down there last weekend and uh, looking at some of the beautiful apartments, I'm what you can get for your money. Not that they're not giving anything away down there, but you get a little more, more you know, it, was, it certainly uh, did uh, start to cross my mind. But, you know, again, I just I just bought, so it would be silly for me to think about selling. And, of course, I do have this business that I run, and I don't know anything about Florida law, and I don't want to take the bar exam again because it's painful to study for the bar exam. So uh, probably not, probably not. But, I, but you know, I, I think that the possibility is there for people who can work remotely. You know, we're talking about traders or... You know, mortgage brokers, I mean, to, you know, people that can get on the phone and be anywhere in the world and still do their job. It could be a possibility. Yes, ho- or people that are retired or, mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, people that are retired or people that are looking for a new job and want to start a whole new life. Um, let me take a, a quick question from Pauline from Queens. Good afternoon, Pauline, and happy holidays. I'm glad you called. I'm glad I'll be the last person because you just said you won't be on next week. So uh, I wanted to. Well, we'll be on the week after. We're ju- we're, we're going to be on. We're just doing a recap. It's it's Christmas. Okay, tonight. so before the ho- before the New Year, you're going to still be on one more ch- one more time. Well, yes, uh, we'll be we'll be doing a best of next week, right. and the week after that, uh, it'll be live. Uh, It'll be live. So, yes. Well, you mentioned that since the app doesn't really come to stuck until New Year's, that we can reach you. How do we reach you? Um, I, I don't really remember the number or the email address for you because I want to get in touch with possibly Jerry, I believe. I had he, I, I was supposed to call him so long ago, but now I've got to make up my choices. Uh, well, it's, a, a, it's a quickie. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, remember you. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. How do you remember? Well, I, mean, I, remember the vo- I remember the voice. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, because I know. It's just I don't want to get into it now because it's too long, and you only yep. have a few minutes left. So how do we reach you, Dottie? Okay. Uh, well, um, the app is ready. It's just not in real time yet. Yes. But you can also reach me, and I'm, I'm not sure who's taking those. Ra- you know, um, Ace, when you say radio show at element.com, who's receiving those? You you know what? I'm afraid that if I, I give you Okay, no problem. No, 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 no. I'm afraid if I give you my element email, which I can give you, I'm just not sure if it goes to spam. Um yeah, I don't want to end up there. No, <laughs> it, it could go to spam. So what do you think the best number to I mean like I can Facebook, maybe your Facebook page for eyes on um Well, you could always go to my Facebook page, but uh personal or you mean the one that's for Douglas Element? No, let, let me give you a suggestion here. But, um, let me give you my number, and then okay. call me, and I'll have, give you an idea of how to reach Dottie. It's 842. Okay. I don't want to give my cell phone yeah, over no, the no, air. No, no. no I understand that. Eight four, what, was it, Jerry? 842. Yes. 0237. And that's 212. Now, my email, and I hope it won't get in spam, but it might. That's why if I don't respond, you'll have to call me back, is D Herman H-E-R-M-A-N. As one word at element dot com. Okay. Um, suggestion: Did you ever take Ocicillum? It's like a homeopathic remedy you could buy in any health food. I mean, any drugstore sells them now. If you got the flu, I don't know if you have the flu. I do. It works. What's it works really good, and it's not toxic. So I, you know, I recommend that to you. What's the name of it? It's Ocicillum. It's it, it's a homeopathic remedy. You could even get it in Dwayne Reed. Any of those stores. Oh, I live it. close to a Dwayne Reed. Yeah, I I'm going to stop in after the show. Yeah, I don't want and you to take any toxic stuff. <laughs> I want thank you, to get you that Pauline. Out. Thank you. Thank and you. please I, do leave your email or some way I can get. I I have your number. I that I can I get will. in touch with you. That that means a lot to me for you to call in and tell me what to do when I'm sick because I really have been. This we is not we been need a great you. Year. We need you. I know the guys don't mind subbing, but you know it's no not the, not the same without you. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Pauline. We need some female energy, and I like you. Oh, it's energy. time for females now. And believe me, yeah. this is just the beginning. And I'm not talking about all the. You got some great guys as well. You got a young guy, and I wanted to ask another thing for the future. T- uh, um, that, I mean, future show. Could uh, remember you said about bitcoins? Can you buy real estate with bitcoins? Has anybody yes. about that? Yes, yes wow. you can. There, okay. there are companies that now. That's a future sure. topic. And that is a future topic. Yeah. But while you're on it, Ace, can you just because it was just made headlines that somebody somewhere just bought something with bitcoins, and I think they're up to what are they eighteen? Uh, 
18,000, right? Yeah, yeah. and so I think a, Ace has, now, they're close to 19. If I would have listened to Ace, I could have retired, uh, like last year. Like, <laughs> no. Okay, so Ace, I, <laughs> why don't you just tell everyone? I mean, it's kind of, it, you know what, Pauline, it wasn't on the agenda, but it's an important thing. Because you've been very involved, and I've been trying to grasp, just give everybody what your thoughts are and kind of how that works and why people are just feeling it's so valuable and we're not sure it's kind of volatile ace because you've been investing in i think so many people are 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 under this assumption that bitcoin is this next big phenomenon right and i think to those early adopters you know it's it's basically what it is, is it's a currency that people believe that will decentralize you know, the, the dollar or the uh, U.S. currency or even the world's currency today, because there's only a finite amount, the reason why it's so attractive is that there's no tra- transactional fees. It's pretty much direct. So, you know, one transaction to another person transaction, there's no fees involved, and it's very quick. It's done within, you know, seconds. And there's so many cryptocurrencies where it's called blockchain, where it's hard for people to hack. So if you if you hear stories of people getting hacked into their accounts, people stealing money. There's, there's going to be none of that with, with the whole Bitcoin cryptocurrency model because of the fact that it's, it's, there's so many different blockchains within each segment, and there's, it's called a ledger, where they can actually have a million transactions on your ledger, and you'll be able to see where your money is going you know, in real time. So it's, it's, it's definitely a very, very... Um, unique and intriguing ethos. I know Jerry still, you know, can't really, you know, because there's no real, um, I guess, uh, regulation on it. You know, a lot of people are still under the assumption, is this the bubble, you know, and and it's really about, do you believe that this could be the future of um, currency? Well, it's also, uh, maybe you should say, Ace, that from, I mean, again, I'm trying to wrap my arms around it, but it's kind of, but but also because some of the um, n- not so much in the U.S. But, well, but they control money. Governments control money. I mean, whether we realize that or not, they control the outflow of how much money can go out, how much money can come in. And so, if you're in a country where they're kind of tightening up and they're not letting money get, the government can't control this. If I'm correct. Correct. They can't. So, it's, yeah, it's not centralized, right? So what, what's happening is people all over the world are starting to mine coins. And that's another terminology that, you know, we'll get into another day where you're creating these, these mines where it's just pretty, pretty much a lot of hardware, a lot of electricity being used, and you're oh. creating these mines <clears throat> and, and coins. And, and depending on which crypto you're actually on, there's only a finite amount, right? So there's there's so many different kinds. There's thousands of cryptocurrencies now. Being I know, but which ones day. do you pick? Well, um, I, I mean, right now the most popular ones, Dottie, it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. All have a all of all of them have a different sort of type of use. But you know, I, I would say for the listeners out there, educate yourself on on cryptocurrencies. Educate yourself on Bitcoin. But bottom line is, you are seeing a lot more people utilizing Bitcoin to purchase homes. I see that. And you are, and, and you are seeing people use Bitcoin to trade. So I it saw, is something saw, that yeah, is I coming spent, very, very near. You know, I spent so. the whole week asking people at closings. It was, you know, kind of the talk of the week about the Bitcoin thing. 
if they owned them, and I would say probably 20% of people said, yes, I, I own them. Now, a single person had ever bought anything with them. Have you bought anything with yours? Well, when they own them, what do they just keep them in their virtual bag? Yes, yes. Okay, with their yes. virtual money? Yes, yes. That, and, they just, a, and they just I, keep it in a wallet. And they, they hope that the stock continues to go up because I think a, it was four dollars yeah. a share or something like they that. They take it on no, Amazon. I noticed. I was like shocked. I said Amazon takes Bitcoin. Wow. Yes, they do. They do. So, so Dottie, remember, people are not purchasing Bitcoin because of the value. It, because of the value that it is on the stock market, they're actually holding on to the Bitcoins because they feel as if, you know, the Bitcoin will be the next gold or silver, right? So. You know, it, yes, the stock price is going up seventeen thousand dollars per share or per Bitcoin. Well, I mean, I could have made a nice piece of change on that, wasn't it? Four dollars yeah. last year. See, but I don't trust but, stocks. But let me ask you this: You know what, Pauline? I I gotta sure. say that I really, really have to tell, and I tell everybody, it's like really a brave new world. I mean, the world is really changing, and I think the millennials are really driving a very different world. And if you don't stay on top of it, I mean, you might not know it like they do, but right. if you don't stay on top of it, I feel that we're going to be obsolete because it's a very different way of thinking now. The world's a different place. Uh, hey, boomers gave birth to these millennials, so maybe that is another. <laughs> <laughs> right, but the boomers and, the, and, you know, even though the boomers, there were generational differences between the boomers and their parents, which were right. the World War II generation, um, it wasn't that different. The way they think, the way they do things. Um, they get it from both of our, our generations. I mean, yeah, the, the, they, our parents and us because they have us both in their lives. And know? one of the things that I'm doing a lot of research on, even in real estate, is the is the future buying patterns for millennials? Will they buy the same way? Will I have a feeling they... they're going to buy more internationally. A lot of them are moving out of the United States to have jobs. They don't really stay in the United States. They're like traveling all over. They never like they don't stay put, do they? What do you think? It depends on their job. I think you know. I, I yeah. It depends on their job. I think uh, you know. I think they're they're certainly a mobile generation and and like to travel. I don't think that they're necessarily as tied into being next to their relatives as maybe a generation before that. Uh, but again, it's really not only bitcoins. It's really looking. Again, I'm trying to do this for Douglas Elliman. I try to look at where I think the patterns and the and the habits are going to change because. These kids today are growing up very differently than we did. We used to go out and play. <laughs> they were on the Internet 24-7. And uh, I'm, I'm, I was told that there might even be a new Internet to compete with the old Internet. Well, they'll still have that, that it's going to be privatized, and it will be like a monthly fee of some sort, and that it will be a lot more secure. Well, and also this uh, net neutrality re uh, reversal this week has made a lot more talk about it because, um, you know, mm -hmm. frankly, the, the Internet is clogged up. And if now people, uh, the big uh, content providers, can pay to get superior access, then the rest of us are going to sit here suffering with, uh, you know, horrible access uh, speeds. I, um, I think now, Jerry, people are creating shows um, on Facebook. Um, so people aren't really yeah. even watching TV anymore. And mm -hmm. the, we have these popular shows on Facebook and once it becomes popular, then a yeah. you know a, a 
a broadcast station such as VH1 or MTV will pick it up and then yeah. make it a show on regular television. It's, so that's it's amazing. I mean, it's showing, but it's really yeah. what I was saying is these things are changing traditional television, everything. I mean, tremendously. And I mean, so yeah. I think most people sit around and kind of look at what's going on, and then one day they're out of business. And they go, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened? What happened? Yeah, and, we used to make uh, so much money. We own the market. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we're going to try, at least uh, next year in, in 2018, mm-hmm. we're also going to try to introduce a lot of, doesn't mean it's the future, it, a lot of trends that we see going on. Um, right. I think we have like two minutes left. One mm-hmm. minute left. One minute. So uh, we won't be, you'll hear our show the best of next week, but we'll be back we have another show before the end of the year, which will give you all of our predictions um, for 2018. I want to wish everyone a very safe and healthy and happy holiday. And Pauline, thanks again for the remedy. I'm going to go look up, pick it up now. Have a great week, everyone. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.